It's an open line Friday. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program today, very happy to have you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, including the speaker fight. But I, I, I do have to, unfortunately, continue the familiar theme that we've been stuck with all week. I want to play for you some audio. This is the president of Harvard. This is a moment of intense pain and grief for a great many people in our community and around the world. I feel that pain and grief myself. As members of a university community, we have a choice. We can fan the flames of division and hatred that are roiling the world. Or we can try to be a force for something different and better. People have asked me where we stand. So let me be clear. Our university rejects terrorism. That includes the barbaric atrocities perpetrated by Hamas. Our university rejects hate. Hate of Jews, hate of Muslims, hate of any group of people based on their faith, their national origin, or any aspect of their identity. Our university rejects the harassment or intimidation of individuals based on their beliefs. And our university embraces a commitment to free expression. That's the president of Harvard. Now, while that being the president of Harvard, you should know at Stanford University, an instructor made Jewish students this week identify themselves, take their belongings, stand in a corner, and then said, this is what Israel does to the Palestinians and added that the colonizers killed more than 6 million people, suggesting what Israel has done to the world is worse than what the Holocaust did. I put all of this in perspective for you and then add in this, ABC News complaining about uh, corporations not wanting to hire Hamas sympathizers. Listen to part of this report from ABC News. Over the crisis in the Middle East, students taking sides and clashing, while some CEOs are now saying they won't hire people based on their views in the wake of the Hamas attack. Selena Wang is in Cambridge, Massachusetts with more. Good morning, Selena. Good morning, Juju. College campuses are deeply divided, including here at Harvard, where students here, it's not just about trying to protect their safety, but corporate CEOs are trying to blacklist some students whose organization signed on to a controversial statement. This morning, as protests erupt on college campuses across the country over the escalating Israeli-Hamas war in the Middle East, tensions mounting between some of those student protesters and their potential employers. Harvard now finding itself in the middle of contentious conversation after its Palestine solidarity groups released a statement signed by more than 30 student groups in the wake of the Hamas terrorist attacks, saying they held the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. For the last two decades, millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open-air prison. CEOs from major corporations like Sweetgreen and FabFitFun calling for the names of the students within those groups to be released. What we wanted to do was um, try to understand, well, who actually is signing on to that statement? And if people are actually signing on to that statement, we would want to be able to make sure that we're not hiring those individuals. Now, notice it is, oh, poor students. 
The Washington Post this week has a story. Here's the here's the tweet. The Israel-Gaza war is still in its first week, but some people in the United States and around the world have lost their jobs or face discipline or backlash for their criticisms of Israel. The entire story is, oh, poor pitiful people getting punished for standing on the side of Hamas. Let me read you some headlines over the last two years from the Washington Post. From Margaret Sullivan, so you're being held accountable? That's not cancel culture. From Jennifer Rubin, the GOP's gibberish about cancel culture never looks so dumb. From Philip Bump, cancel culture blends into victim culture. From Max Boot, why we should cancel the phrase cancel culture. Those are four pieces at the Washington Post. And now today, the Washington Post is, oh, poor pitiful people losing their jobs for signing a statement supporting Hamas. A Fairfax County school board member in Virginia, Abrar Omish, opposed a moment of silence for victims of the Hamas attacks. Her father is a a former president of a group tied to the Muslim Brotherhood. She refused to support a moment of silence for the victims in Israel. Now I want to play for you. The audio, this is Stephanie Hallett. She's the Chargé d'Affaires for the United States and Israel. We don't have an ambassador there right now, so she's the professional diplomat in charge. I want you to listen to the career diplomat of the United States who has been to the border between Israel and Gaza. Stephanie Hallett here, the Chargé of the U.S. Embassy. I'm here with our senior defense official and defense attaché, Captain Frank Schlereth. We've come down here uh, along the Gaza periphery to bear witness to the atrocities that were committed here on Saturday, and it's um, it's really unbelievable. As a as a mother, um, and just as a human being, to see and to know what happened here um, is is really important uh, to say that we've been here, we've seen it, and it is evil. Um, And we stand with Israel, Uh, all of us, we stand with Israel. You could hear the emotion in her voice by what she saw. Dead people, dead children, death, the smell of it. Y'all, I want to read for you a comment that was left on my Instagram last night by a model. This is what she writes. So Hamas broke through Israel's extreme, in all caps, protections, and then went around collecting newborn babies and then beheading them. Emoji of the chin-stroking emoji. And how did they know where to find these Holocaust survivors? You speak of that. And how old are they now? Have you ever seen the movie Wag the Dog? All war and killing is bad, and you either condemn both sides or you're part of the problem. <laughs> no, the hell you don't. When good fights evil, you don't take a, you don't sit back and say, oh, I'm not taking a side here. Today, Hamas is ordering Gazans to stay in their homes as Israel tells them to head south because they're about to invade. 
Israel gave Gaza residents a day to prepare and is now telling the Gaza residents where they're about to go, please leave so they don't get killed. And Hamas is saying, no, you want me to take a both side situation here? There's good and there's evil. There is no gray here. Major media organizations in this nation and around the world are pro-Hamas. In fact, I learned today there's a major media organization in this country, thankfully not mine, that is advising its newsrooms you're not allowed to refer to Hamas as a terrorist organization. You can call them a militant group. This is the BBC. Listen to this reporter from the BBC. My name is Adnan El-Bursh, a reporter for BBC Arabic and a resident of Gaza. Here in Ishifa Hospital, bodies lay everywhere. The injured scream for help. You can never forget these sounds. Among the dead and wounded, my cameraman Mahmoud has seen his friend Malik. They didn't do this in Israel. BBC has a Gaza resident in Gaza going to the hospital in Gaza to cover the carnage that they blame on Israel in Gaza. They didn't do this in Israel. They didn't interview the victims. Many of you have long wondered, how is it that the Holocaust could happen? This is how. You have major media outlets in this country that cannot bring themselves to condemn Hamas or even call Hamas a terrorist group. You have major universities in this country allowing anti-Semitic protests on campus in the name of free speech. Do a thought, do, do a thought experiment. Would they allow white nationalist students to march on campus after George Floyd died? Of course not. But whenever it's the Jews, the anti-Jews are allowed to march. The anti-Semites are allowed to march. The pro-Hamas ralliers are allowed to rally. It's every other cause, they take a side. They find their moral conviction all the time, but never when it comes to Israel. You have people purportedly on the right, the Tim Pools of the world who are online celebrities on the right, who are taking the images, the graphic images out of Israel and say, well, this might have been generated by AI. I want to remind you all of something. And I can remind you from the shared story of the world's three great religions, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Look, look at what the devil does. He twists it. He acts like he has some special knowledge. If he did, he would know God didn't say you must not eat of any tree in the garden. He just twists it ever so slightly. And then he says, you will surely not die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And look where we are today. In the muddied waters after the fall, there are a lot of people who can't even figure out what evil is. Hamas 
in an unprovoked attack, killed babies and grandmothers and Holocaust survivors. They live stream it on Facebook pages. There are pictures. We see and have heard the interviews of the parents of the victims, of the survivors of the attacks. You have a bunch of people online, a bunch of people marching in the streets, a bunch of people on television saying, did it really happen that way? How can we trust the media? How can we believe our own eyes? Maybe, maybe, you know, Israel's response, that's bad too. We should condemn all of it. So here's the regular pattern. The terrorists get to kill the Jews, and when the Jews respond, oh, it's both sides are so bad right now. We 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 can't how how can we allow this to happen? We need a ceasefire now. Every time the good guys prepare to respond, evil says, Oh no, 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 ceasefire, ceasefire. If you're on that side, I do want you to know you're on the side of evil. I do want you to be very clear here. If you believe Israel cannot respond because of collateral damage, you are on the side of evil. Evil provoked this. Hamas is an evil organization. They killed women. They raped women. They killed children. They raped children. They killed Holocaust survivors who they found in the streets of Israel. They killed the young. They killed the old. If you say, oh, well, Israel can't respond now because there may be collateral fallout, there may be innocent people killed, Israel worked to allow the innocent people to flee before attacking, Hamas refused to allow them. If you can't see that, if you can't recognize that, you're on the side of evil. You want to see how the Holocaust happened? The Holocaust happened by people who believe in their own innate goodness, refusing to take the side of good, and instead throwing up mud and smoke so they don't have to see what actually happened, so they can abdicate their own responsibility for the truth. That's how the Holocaust happened. And you can see them trying to have it happen again. They do not like the Jews. They do not like Israel. They are anti-Semites. And they're behaving like the devil in the garden. Did this really happen? Did God really say? They're on the side of evil. There are only two sides here. You deciding to sit it out and say, well, both sides are bad. You're on the side of evil. And you need to look in the mirror and just call yourself evil because that's what you are. Hi there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I'm very happy to have you. I, I, I need to point something out to you. Just follow along with me here. So we have a situation where Hamas invades Israel in a surprise attack kills over 1,200 Israelis, and takes more than 100 Israelis captive and ferries those people back into Gaza. Notice what the American left and anti-Semitic response is. Not for Hamas to surrender and give back the captives. It's for Israel to stand down. Notice that's what's happening. It's you, you don't hear any of the, the anti-Semites of the left or the right saying, well, Hamas, surrender and give back the people you took captive. No, what they're all saying is, no, Israel, you, you, you can't respond because innocent people might die. What about the innocent Israelis who were kidnapped by Hamas? Notice 
how the people who are attacking Israel don't care about those people because it's not about right or wrong or good or evil. It is about their support of Hamas, which in fact actually is evil. They don't like Jews. They don't like Israelis. This is so much bigger than the nation of Israel. Put it to you this way. In New York, the governor of New York advised Jewish schools to close today because of Hamas's threatened day of violence. Why should Jews in New York be worried if this is about Israel? All you have to do is think about it, and you realize how much of it is about, it's not that they hate Israel, it's that they hate the Jewish people. Now, let's talk about something I love, stamps.com. Use them yesterday. It's handy. You get great discounts from the post office and UPS, up to 84% savings. You can not only find the cheapest way to send a package, but you can find the fastest way, depending on what you need. And you can schedule pickup at your home or office. Literally yesterday, I mentioned this on radio, I had to send a package. And I didn't have time to go drop it off, so I just summoned them. They came here. They picked up the package. I already had it labeled. It was weighed. They just took it. I never even saw them. They just took the package. And it was delivered today. I've already gotten the confirmation that it was delivered today. It works. And it saves you money and time, and you don't have to stand in lines. Right now, you can go to stamps.com. You can sign up for an unbelievable offer by clicking the microphone and putting my name in, Eric. You get a four-week trial, free postage, a free digital scale. There is no long-term commitment. There is no contract to sign. You go to stamps.com. You click on the microphone. You put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You start saving. You bypass lines. You get stuff shipped, and you're good to go. Stamps.com. Click on the microphone. Put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Barry Weiss has this tweet out. The, the goals of Hamas are so complex we can never understand them. They are riddles wrapped in poems, wrapped in watercolored paper mache. No one can know for sure what Hamas means when it says this in its charter document. Quote, the entire planet will be under our law. There will be no more Jews or Christian traitors. You know, if you go on YouTube right now and you say something that they don't like about transgenderism or about um, COVID, they'll turn off your account. They're allowing Hamas's leader to go on YouTube and call for death to the Jews. Keep that in mind, my friends. Keep that in mind. Um, it, it It's sad that we're at this point. It's sad that we're having to deal with what amounts to monsters. Uh, it's sad, too, that we've got to deal with just the insanity out there. There's so much that I would, uh, and, and I do, by the way, just so you know, I, I do intend to talk about other stuff. Um, there's a lot, including all the speakers race that we've got to get to today. But it's just, it, it's it's mind-numbing, um, it, it, all of this stuff. It's just just insane. Now, today is also an open line Friday, which is actually kind of good. I've been waiting for this because because I'm willing to talk about stuff that I wasn't going to talk about. Um, it, but I know a lot of people also have questions of this. I do need to say one thing, though, and this actually is really important. Transcripts. The number of people this week who have asked for transcripts of portions of the show this week is I, I, I've never had as many requests. I don't have transcripts. 
there are companies out there uh, that will do it, but you got to pay. Uh, I don't have the budget to do it. And frankly, a lot of the, the freebie services out there, my accent is incompatible with them. I guess if I talked in a British accent, it would be fine, but otherwise not. However, we record most of the monologues and we put them on YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash EW Erickson, you can find them or you can find the podcast and take the podcast. If you want to pull the audio of the podcast and transcribe it yourself, God bless you. You can get it all by texting Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Text Eric to 33777. Now, I would like to go to the phones. I want to start with Ruth. Welcome to the show, Ruth. Hey, Eric. This is Ruth Mary. How have you been doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, other than my head sometimes wants to explode when I hear some of these people saying, you know, this is not true when I'm hearing these pro- whatever people uh saying oh what proof almost sounds like 9-11 when people said that was our government that ran into that building they fall in the same category i'm calling real quick to say um i also lived in the middle east when i was a kid just like you my father was state department foreign service and we lived in beirut and we traveled israel many a times loved the place and of course in beirut and other areas and that so I'm familiar with what's going on there. And it just, I'm really getting upset with what I'm hearing on TV. My husband watches, for some reason, CNN in the morning. I will catch a little bit of Fox News in the morning. And we compare notes. And yesterday you were talking about complicity. And when you were talking about that, I thought, that's exactly what I was saying to my husband yesterday morning. I started watching something on one of the other networks and I thought, oh, my gosh, they're starting to almost sound like they're changing their mind. What's really going on with Israel? And maybe they should step down or something. I thought that is happening already, that the other side is convincing more people because they're getting, a, you know, it's not just Hamas. They're getting the other backer ups that are just over and over again. You hear it and people start thinking, yes especially since the number of kill and injure is higher on Hamas side than it is on the Israeli side when you see the uh, numbers of that. And people are thinking, haven't they done enough damage to the Israel, you know, the Israelis? What do they think they're doing? They're killing innocent people. And I could almost start hearing that in one of the reporters on the other network. And I thought, that's right, complicity starting to come in. They're mm-hmm. starting to change their dialogue. And I said that to my husband. I said, I know you watch that more and you get tired of Fox, and I do too at times, but I'm starting to see that creep in. And how much longer or how much short time is there going to be when all of a sudden Israel is the worst nation on this planet for doing what they're doing? Yeah. It's just upsetting me. The the way they twist it. Um, I mean, and again, like, for example, I mean, there are more than 100 Israeli citizens being held captive in Gaza. You don't hear anyone saying Hamas released the captives. You hear them saying, oh, Israel, don't respond. Why is that exactly? Um, Funny how that works. You have Israel telling Gaza, we're going to give you 24 hours to flee. Hamas never did that to Israel. Um, Exactly. Double standard. It is monstrosity. Yes, I I just, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm just getting, it's just like you said, the words, and they're just slightly tweaking it different to give it a little slight meaning. I thought, yep, here it comes. Mm-hmm. That That is starting to switch over here. And I refuse to accept it. Like I said, I lived there. I know what it's like to try and get out of a country when you have to be evacuated and you have to leave things behind. I had to even leave my father behind because he could not leave being with the State Department. He had to stay there. And we spent six months in Rome before we could meet up with him to go to our next duty station. Mm-hmm. So I understand all of that. But, you know, it's just, yeah. anyways, I'm so yeah. frustrated, but I had to agree with you about complicity. I thought my husband and I were just talking about that early yesterday morning. Then you have it on your show yesterday. I thought, okay, it's not me. I'm seeing it. And I'm <laughs> glad it's not me. <laughs> nope, it, it, is, so. it is not just you. And listen, I appreciate very much the phone call. Thank you very much for that, Ruth Mary. It, it, it really is remarkable to watch this happen. So CBS News right now. This is happening. CBS News is has a tweet on social media. Sorrow from the devastating scenes in Gaza turned so intense for one woman, she collapsed on the ground in grief. And CBS News is showing video from Reuters of a woman rolling on the ground, screaming uh, and crying. Now, for perspective, yesterday, CBS News put quotes around the word massacre over what happened in the Jewish kibbutz. They didn't want to say just massacre. They used quotes around massacre to identify that's what other people are saying, not us. Not putting quotes around the word sorrow for this woman rolling on the ground. Uh, The editorial decisions of American newsrooms is remarkable right now. It really is remarkable. They are on the side of Hamas. You've got a major news organization in this country, a major media organization in this country, advising its newsrooms across America. They're not allowed to refer to Hamas as a terrorist organization, and it is. Someone who brings moral clarity, like him or not, uh, George W. Bush, speaking on stage at an event last night. While we're in this beautiful place, our hearts are in Israel. We saw clips of you rallying the nation after the worst terrorist strike strike on on American soil. I wonder what what were your thoughts when you heard that Israel was attacked by Hamas over the weekend? Uh, My thoughts were that uh, we need to support Israel. No ands, ifs, or buts. This is an unprovoked attack by terrorist people willing to kill innocent people to achieve uh, an objective. Uh, Hamas is a political organization. They do not reflect the majority of the Palestinians. And uh, and don't be surprised if Israel takes whatever action is necessary to defend herself. Uh, and it's going to be ugly for a while. But uh, it's tough. It's tough. And I hope and I'm pretty confident the United States will stand squarely with Israel. You know, going in the neighborhoods of Gaza is going to be tough. And, you know, he's got a... He's got a very seasoned military, but they just called up 300,000 reservists most of them probably can't fire a rifle. And to the extent they'd be put in harm's way, it's going to be awfully difficult on the prime minister. But he's got to do what he's got to do. I mean, these, uh, you're dealing with cold-blooded killers. And you can make all kinds of excuses why they are, but they are. And his job is to protect this, protect this country. And uh, anyway, we'll find out what he's made out of. Among the countries on the axis of evil, 
that you defined during your presidency was Iran. To what extent is Iran responsible for I, I don't know. I don't have I don't get the intelligence anymore. No. Their stated objective is the destruction of Israel. That's what the leaders say. And in this world, you got to take what they say seriously. And uh, and uh, Iran's been pretty good at using surrogate uh, terrorist groups, Hezbollah being the key one, of course. And th therefore, the idea of using somebody else to achieve their objective doesn't surprise me. Uh, and uh, Again, I'm I'm kind of a hardliner on all this stuff, uh, but I, I never thought we should try to accommodate Iran any way, shape, or form. I always felt the objective ought to be to prevent them from getting a nuclear weapon, to prevent a, a cataclysmic event in the Middle East. And these are the kind of people that if you show softness, they will take advantage of it. And That's George W. Bush speaking last night at an event in California. One more call here. Jim, you're up next. Welcome to the show, Jim. Good afternoon, Eric. What I think we're dealing with is a bunch of a bunch of diamond mullers. It's okay as long as they go for everybody else, but when they come for me, then there was nobody left to speak for me. And the other thing too is, if we study history, we'll find find out that one of Hitler's co-conspirators was the Grand Mufti Osani. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, but he also helped recruit Germans to the Middle East after the fall of Germany to try to destroy the state of Israel in its infancy. Yeah, yeah look, they, they did. So not only that, I'm, uh, Jim, I'm glad you say this. Uh, people need to remember that, uh, you know where the Ba'athist Party, the Muslim Brotherhood come from? The Nazis. I mean, literally, the German Nazis were in collaboration with and trained the Ba'athists and the Muslim Brotherhood. And, and Hamas is a descendant of the Muslim Brotherhood. Syria is still controlled by the Ba'athist Party. The Ba'athist Party is literally the Nazi party of the Middle East. Not making that up. It's not an exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. It literally is the Nazi party of the Middle East. Ba'athists are the Arab Nazis. Hamas descends from the Muslim Brotherhood, which was trained up by the Nazis. That's exactly what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. Um, you need to stare evil in the face here, people. There's no both sides here. There's no both sides. You, Those of you who want it to be both sides, you what are you doing? Like I said yesterday, you're adding complexity to avoid moral clarity. It is postmodern Marxism. You add complexity to avoid clarity. And the clarity is, on Friday, the Middle East was at peace. And on Saturday, Hamas sneaked across the border and started gunning down random Israeli citizens, taking 100 of them back into Gaza, killing over 1,200 of them. And now there's war. Who started it? If you say it's Israel because of their occupation, what you're really saying is that the Israelis returning after World War II to their ancestral lands, you think that's wrong. So are you on the side of the Nazis? You, you, you didn't want them to have land? What, what, what is this? What, you're adding complexity to avoid moral clarity. Hamas started this on Saturday. Israel has a right to end it and to finish them. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. 
the phone number 877-973-7425. Before we get out of here, let me tell you about Vision Computer. Vision can build you laptops and desktops for your home or your office. They can not only build your computers, they can be your IT department. So by being your IT department, what Vision Computer does is if you have a problem, you call them 15 seconds, they answer the phone or less faster than you can get on Google and find an answer. You've got the answer of what's going on from Vision. They keep you up and running. You don't have to worry about nightmare scenarios. Vision Computer helps you. What you do is you go online at visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com. However, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, 404-COMPUTE, you can get the Eric Erickson special. You can't, you're not going to see that online, but if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, you tell them you want the Eric Erickson special, they save you even more money. You're already saving money, but then they save you even more money. 404-COMPUTE, Vision Computers, let them be your tech support for your home or for your office. They can do it for all of your employees. You buy your computers from Vision. Now listen, if you don't have computers from Vision, but you really want someone who answers the phone in 15 seconds or less, for a small annual fee, they'll become your tech support. VisionComputers.com or 404 Compute. Tell them I sent you. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. This is for businesses. Have banks been giving you a hard time uh, given the economy, e- economic circumstances right now, given the economy? Uh, First Liberty makes their own lending decisions. They've been helping businesses grow since the early 90s. So if you're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, reach out to them, spend 10 minutes with them, see if they're fit for you. They just might be. You can get all their contact info at firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. I want to play for you some audio here. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We are, by the way, going to move on to the speaker's race because there's news, but first this. Our responsibility is to the stability and the security of the region. That means being able to support, uh, not support, yes, Israel in its defensive capacities, right, in its ability in, in, in that context. But it also means that the United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy used to justify further violence and injustice. God, this, she, she hasn't called for Hamas to return their captives yet. In fact, she didn't say anything about Hamas's invasion of Israel until Israel responded. And then it was, oh, we need a ceasefire. Both sides, both sides, both sides. She's on the side of evil. She's on the side of evil. It is just exceedingly notable, really, really notable that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and so many people on the left, they're not calling for Hamas to surrender. They're not calling for the return of the kidnapped Jews in Gaza. They're calling for Israel to stand down. That's what they're doing. That's what they're saying. Uh, these people are morally repugnant. Now, you need to know, Steve Scalise has dropped out of the speaker's race. I just share with my colleagues that I'm withdrawing my name as a candidate for the speaker designee. 
if you look at over the last few weeks, if you look at where our conference is, there's still work to be done. Uh, our conference still has to come together and is not there. Uh, there are still some people that have their own agendas. And I was very clear, we have to have everybody put their agendas on the side and focus on what this country needs. This country is counting on us to come back together. This House of Representatives needs a speaker and we need to open up the House again. Well, who's it going to be? Uh, now Georgia Congressman Austin Scott has thrown his name into the ring. He would be a terrible, terrible choice. Uh, Jim Jordan thrown his name into the ring. The moderates are striking back now. Some of them want Kevin McCarthy back in. I want to explain to you first, you need to understand first, why Steve Scalise, the majority leader of the Republicans, why he lost. There's some history. His chickens came home to roost, and you should at least appreciate it in God help us if it's Austin Scott, if his member services or anything like his constituent services, no one in Congress has even heard from him yet.